This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Good afternoon, family and friends of Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. And thank you for joining me this afternoon um, once again. And we are the program where we speak wisdom and knowledge into the family life and we can rise above anything when real life happens. And I have a brilliant, wonderful guest in the studio today. Her name is Brigitte de Abreu. Am I saying it correct? I think. Yes. Um, I love it that we are able to talk about the family life. And we, our topic today is the unfailing love of God, the moral compass in the family. But we are going to connect with her straight after this. Good afternoon, family and friends. Um, we are going to be talking about the unfailing love of God, the moral compass in the family. And I have Brigitte de Abreu in the studio with me today. She's a mom, an experienced mom of uh, two grown-up children and a grandmother of three. And she's been married 39 years. But I would like her to give us her journey of and her testimony of how did she get into this position of loving and wanting to focus on navigating the family back from a the youth to adulthood. Um, so just give us your journey, um, Brigitte. Sure. Um, yes, thank you very much for having me on this show. Um, it really hit me um, like a, a bolt out of the blue uh, when I was asked. And mm-hmm. um, by faith, I said yes. Yeah, it really all started um, about 39 years ago. Um, I cannot say that I come from an established background. I cannot say that I come from a highly educated background, although I have although I have um, completed a diploma in family and child development and subsequently to that, I worked with the family and uh, with the family as a unit and with children um, together with their parents for 12 years. So that was an absolutely wonderful time. My journey as, um, my journey ended as an individual when I met my future husband, um, who was, uh, we were very young at the time, we were 20, and um, I fell pregnant. This had not been planned. This had not been planned at all. I I was given the opportunity by my gynae to have my to have my pregnancy ended. And um I said no. It was just not what I could do. Um there's another story attached to that, but that is for another day. And so two individuals were thrown together, two individuals who came from broken, broken families, who had come from a completely non-nurturing background, who had um, no idea of what love was. But to add into the mix, God had got involved And um, I'd met up quite by chance while I was pregnant with an old friend of mine, and he had become, well, he had got to know Jesus. And um, he very, very, very fondly spoke 
about Jesus to me. And there was just this incredible, God evoked within me this incredible hunger and this thirst to know more about this man called Jesus. I mean, I knew I had some childhood memory that uh, he was supposed to have died for us, um, but I really had no idea. I had never picked up a Bible. I had not grown up in um, a Christian home. I had grown up in an atheist home. Uh, He was not mentioned. Um, It was a very curious thing. At that stage, we still had lots of parties And um, this friend of mine was quite fond of wine, and he would imbibe, and the more he drank, the more he spoke of Jesus. We cut a long story short. We went to church, and God entered my life in the most powerful way. And all of a sudden, I realized I have another individual, a little individual person, spirit, soul, and body growing within me. From one day to the next, I threw my cigarettes away. I stopped everything that would be harmful to this new individual. Everything. I also realized that coming from this background that I came from, I had not very much to offer her at all or offer this baby. I didn't know I was carrying a girl at this stage. My poor husband, um, we got married. My poor husband did his level best, and I love him. I I, I love him. I cherish him. I respect him um, for the way in which he tried his best to carry our family, and he did. He provided for us financially. He he worked so hard. He worked his fingers to the bone, literally. He worked from he worked sixteen hours a day. This was the only way that he knew how to express love for his family. There was one thing that the two of us really, really wanted within our hearts. We wanted to have a family because both of us had come from such brokenness. Those were hard years. They were difficult years. Um, But we got through them. We got through them because we were real. There were lots of things that happened that um, I wish would never have happened. But... We got through them because in the middle of it, we had a goal. We had a dream. We believed in the value of the family. And I think this is where society today really needs to find its way again. The family is the most precious unit within society. Society is built by packing individual family units together. If you look in a hall, if you look in a church, if you look in a school, who is represented? Family units are represented. The family unit is the instrument chosen by God to convey his love, his security, his guidance, his training, 
his expression to the world, not only that the family unit is also the place where we are born into, whether it's a very small family unit, whether it's a large family unit, this is where we are born into. And this is the first place where we receive our love and our foundational training in that will assist us through the process of growing up and mm. becoming an adult. Mm. Let me find what I want to say next. I kind of went off my... No, no, it's, it's, it's exactly what we need to hear right now is the fact that the family is the essence of stability. Yes. You know, of, of a nation. And if we're not getting that right, what is, that is why the world is so troubled and so broken is because we haven't stuck to the foundations that the Lord had set in place in his word. We need to get the foundations back into full alignment according to the word. So you've really touched on a very, very pivotal, important factor that we have to get back into, into um, our society, is that getting that moral compass back, which is according to the word. So that brings me to the point that, that we as parents in the family have the most compelling voice Amen. Most compelling voice. Your words and your actions weigh in at a far greater heaviness than those of than that of all others, those that of all others. Mm-hmm. We as parents carry weight. Amen. Which is very, very important. And tell me, you know, um, Brigitte, you know what what you are saying right now is it's the code of conduct that we have as parents, which we don't seem to quite get um, right from because of our own brokenness and our own uh, points of reference yes. for parenting. Yes, that's a very very good point that you are making, and that brings me back to the emptiness that I had within myself and the fact that I came from a non-nurturing family, yet God gave me this dream of having my own family. It was a yearning and a desire. So I literally, when I met him, I literally took his word. His word became my compass yes his word I, I i had no feeling of love i did not know no, how what. yes i did not know how i did not know what it felt but i took his word and his word describes quite perfectly what love is and so according to his descriptions i started practicing love I then took a course um, which was offered at that time, um, a a course in parenting, uh, parenting uh, within within the family um, with little children, 
Diploma in Family and Child Development. And with that, I then started working for 12 years with those, with little children and parents. Powerful. And, yeah, it, it was very powerful. You know, um, as, as you know, you were just speaking, the Lord just reminded in Psalm 119 verse 1 to 2, it says, Joyful are people of integrity who follow the instructions of the Lord, like you said, once you got the knowledge of, of the word. Um, joyful are those who obey his laws and search for him with all their hearts. And that was just so profound what you said now when you got the revelation of the word that you know, and you took his instruction and you started taking action and listening to what he has to say. And, um, you know, and this is where we find that we often don't find the joy in parenting. We don't understand that God has given it to us as a blessing uh, to be parents, to listen to his instruction because he's our father. And um, is that not beautiful? That's the foundation of everything. Because even although we might not have an earthly father, we now we have a heavenly if father who will provide everything that we need. And our heavenly father is just so amazing. You know, I think of Psalm 512 where it says, For you, Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor you will compass him mm. as with a shield. Yeah. So for the purposes of defining love and making it tangible, because in this world that we live in, love is often described as a feeling. It's something whimsical. It's something that is soft and, and changes yes, all the no time. no substance. No substance. No. God, uh, God's love encompasses everything and acts as a constraint through which all other aspects of teaching, training, discipline. encouraging, disciplining, mm. everything filters through and works through. And this circle, if you want to call it, surrounds families Mm. And helps them, guides them along the way. It's like a hedge. It's a hedge, hedge of protection. He, yes, he hedges his families through his word. Through his word, mm. he hedges Powerful. his families. He is our protector. He wants the best for everybody in a family. Mm. Everybody. That is so powerful. But we're going to continue just getting that voice back um, straight after this. We're going to listen to a quick, quick track. And, um, and then, uh, Brigitte, we need to get back to those different phases. So you can just tell us who's, you know, each one of us have a voice in the family and how we're going to navigate that through the word. So uh, just straight after this, stay tuned, and we'll be back with you shortly. Good afternoon, family and friends. And um, it's Renette Marburg with Rise this afternoon. Thank you for joining us and staying tuned. We really are discussing a very important uh, topic this afternoon um, with regards to the love of God being the unfailing love of God being the moral compass of the family. And I have Brigitte D'Abrio in the, in the studio with me today and she has really given us an incredible um, a concept of that each and every one of us 
within the family have a voice, even within the even in within the womb. Um, you had you and your baby had a, a conversation and a relationship. So just give us what you you know with the years of working with a family from you know parenting aspect. What have you learnt from toddler? to adulthood and obviously with your own experience of parenting and being a grandmother and uh, of youngsters let us just hear what your take is on that journey I think um, before the break I mentioned that um, love constrains us mm. and I tried to define in a more concrete way what love is um, I just want to uh, I want to relate a bit more to that. Um, love is not defined by the opinions of the day. It's not partial to money or the lack of it. Um, the latest brands will not add any value to your love language. Mm. It's not partial to your social status. Absolutely. It's not the cuddly teddy bear that you buy for your child because you find it hard to say no. It's not the five different options your daughter gets offered for supper because she does not like what you have set before her for a meal. Sure. It's something completely different. It's knowing one another, hearing one another, touching one another, speaking to one another. Mm. I think... To sum it up very broadly, Dr. Ross Campbell has for years um, written many books. Um, How to Really Love Your Child is one of them. And he speaks of the five love languages. And uh, a very when we are looking at those foundational phases, um, one of the most important ways to show love is by focused attention. When when your baby is born, it's quite easy because we have to hold them to feed mm. them. And you'll notice as you hold your baby, as you feel her or him against your body, she knows you. He knows you. He has been with you. So there's that bonding that takes place. You don't even need to try. You just need to you just need to relax and feel feel the comfort Mm -hmm. of the holding. However, as they get older, that's when the challenges start. Um, And all of a sudden, time runs away with us. We we find that in this world, we are drawn away by so many um, outside things. so many things compel us and and fight for our attention. This is important. That is important. Our voices are coming in from everywhere. And we just need to be sure to focus on that one voice that tells us what is really important. And in bringing up your children, in bringing them through that foundational phase. When I speak of the foundational phase, it's the phase from, I'd say, up to, up to three, four years. Those are your first few years that you practice focused attention with them. 
you know, when I watch pa- uh, when I watch parents work with their little children, we talk far too much. As your little child tries to bang the ball into the hole into the workbench, here is here is mother or here is father saying, "Oh, that's very nice. And um, beat a little bit harder. Do it this way. Oh, use the green ball. Mm. No." Just sit quietly and watch them. Watch them. Observe them. Know them. Wow. Know them. This is what our Father does with us. Mm. This is why He knows us. He watches us. We know. We are the apple of His eye. Mm. Your children need to know at all stages of life that they are the apple of your eye. So when your little one is sitting there, all of a sudden, you know what they will do? They will turn up and they will look to find your eyes. And if your eyes meet theirs, you know, you are communicating in that split second that they are the most important person the most important person to you at this very at that at that very time they feel valued they feel reassured they feel secure they feel mommy loves me this is how love is communicated some children respond very well to touch some children respond well all children respond very well to touch um they just respond to different types of touch boys like to rough and tumble girls often like a much gentler touch help them brush their hair i'm speaking now as they get older help them brush their hair help them pack their lunchbox don't leave them to their own devices it's difficult it's hard i say don't leave them to their own devices but also don't smother them and control them always stand back and keep in tune with where your mm. child is at again i say to you know your child absorb the vibe absorb what's happening in your child if you've practiced this from day 1 it will become a way of life and this is really a manifestation of the father's love that we can practice in our families being mindful of each other mm-hmm. being the right type of model as parents we have to model love we have to be patient we have to be kind a very important point you know as they as they're getting older um that i want to make uh, is that when your child is acting out it's very important to draw out the feeling behind the action you know because um be, because the 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 child in the shopping center who screams and performs is I want that dolly. I want it. I want and she's screaming. It's it's far more helpful 
to identify the feeling that is driving that. Mm. Because if our feelings are heard, then we feel accepted and loved. I am so sorry. You, I cannot get that dolly for you today. You really want that dolly. You, that pink dress on that dolly. Oh, you love the color pink. You think that dolly, um, you think that dolly will be really special and make you feel special. You saw your friend with the dolly. Maybe we can work. Um, maybe we can work the budget for next month. And we can see what we can do. When your 12-year-old jumps in the car after school and lets out a series of grunts and sits there in a sullen, in a sullen way, it's useless asking them, how was your day? Or what did you do? It's far more productive to say, it looks like your day was really bad. Mm. <laughs> Something made you feel very bad. Because that's what they are showing you by their actions. I also want to encourage you, moms and dads, that silence is very helpful and very good. We are surrounded by too much noise. The television is on. Let me not even get started on, on phones, on mobile phones. Um, it is, by the way, most disrespectful to be typing a question when your child is addressing you and trying to speak to you. It is harmful you are not communicating love. But as I said, um, silence is a very, very important space to create between you and your child. You'll be surprised what comes out when you sit in silence with your daughter mm. or your son and they can just be. Mm. I think we are heading towards a break. I'll yes, wrap, this up <laughs> wrap after, it up. But we will definitely break. chat about this uh, straight after this. Just stay tuned. I think this is very important where we're going. And um, straight after the break, we're going to just discuss the final. Um, how how do we disciple our families um, in this uh, last stages of our raising our children? Thank you, Brigitte, for that. And uh, we'll be with you shortly. Good afternoon, family and friends, and thank you for joining us again um, on Radio K Pulpit with my program called Rise. And we are so privileged to have Bridget uh, Abreu in the in the studio with us today. And we're talking about the unfailing love of God being the moral compass of the family. And, you know, obviously we of, often just see, you were mentioning about a child being, you know, acting out and there's normally some emotion or something lacking behind it. And, um, you know, and then we have to, then we find different ways of disciplining. And some children take, you know, each child uh, receives discipline and love in different ways. So just give us, an, uh, you know, the fact that, you know, we are the disciples of our family. And our our role as conduct 
and our conduct of how we show our love to each child um, doesn't have to be in words. So it can just be and to hear and to see. So if you can just continue with that. I thought it was so profound. But that is something you can carry right into adult, adult, yes. adulthood. And those children carry the same pattern into their pat, into their raising their children. Yes, 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 exactly. I just want to answer. I just want to confirm that. Confirm that. You know, building a family is like building a rich tapestry of life. Mm. It is the most privileged. It is such a gift. It is such a gift. It is such a gift from God. And I remember a long time when I did this course. In fact, I remember reading a book where, um, for the time being, we only see in part. We see the underneath threads of the tapestry, mm. and we only see our little block, but. One day we will see the entire tapestry. Mm. We will see our generations because what we as parents are putting into our children today, they are going to put into their children. So it's building generations. It's building generations. It is, it is a, yeah, it is generation building stuff. And that's the beauty when you get your grandchildren mm. because you can see what you've put in. It's yes. coming back through the grandchildren. So that is really a gift and a pleasure to have grandchildren. I mentioned silence, the value of silence before we before we took a break. Yes. Um, I quickly want to expound on that. It was it comes from from our personal experience with my grandchild. Um, just a few weeks ago, um, we uh, I often pick her up from school and uh, sometimes we just sit silently in the car. Sometimes we listen to music because I just check her out, you know, I can see, oh, she's tired or mm, she's, mm. Yes. so I just keep quiet. And, you know, the most amazing thing happened. We're sitting here in the silence, and I say, we're in the quiet car. Mia, she says, yes. Then she turns around, she says, you know, that's when you know you have true friends. Because with true friends, you can sit in silence, mm. and you don't have to talk. So she picked that up. As a as a relational essence, yes, as a relational essence. So, um, and and with that, I want to I want to just emphasise and illustrate the fact that the family is, in actual fact, um, our most basic unit for discipleship. Mm. We are the first shepherd, so to speak, our children come into contact with. And if we read up on the role of the shepherd, the shepherd is given the most amazing tasks. And we have the true shepherd we look up to who guides us, who disciplines us, who trains us. This word discipline is such a big word. And the word discipline is 
is a huge, huge topic. Discipline is not only um, a positive reinforcement and negative reinforcement. You know, in a lot of minds, discipline is seen as negative reinforcement. No, discipline is employing every avenue that is open to us and available to us to try and train and teach and convey the child and assist the child to build the adult they will be. Mm -hmm. Which means that if we are able to help them to discipline themselves, that's the ultimate goal. Yes. So that when they are adults, they have got the skill of self-discipline. That is the whole point mm. of assisting our children in the path of growing up. That is how our father grows us up. And that is so profound because it says, uh, discipline your children and they will give you peace of mind and will make your heart glad. That's Proverbs 29 verse 17. And that is so profound because that gives structure and security, actually. We don't realize discipline, a, a disciplined life actually gives security to the essence of who you are if, as an adult, as a parent, and as well as your children. Once they see who you are, they feel secure in who they are. Yes, correct. Exactly. Children need boundaries. We need boundaries. We all need boundaries. Boundaries are helpful. They are, they, they, they set you free to be who you are meant to be. Amen. Amen. And that is so, so pivotal. What you mentioned now is that the, the navigating of the, the family according to the word. And it takes the, the pressure off us because the word actually is the instruction. So we not come, it's not coming from us. No. It's, it's God-given instructions. Yes. So it, it has power and um, to be able to impart because it's not coming from us. It's not our discipline. It's God's given us the instructions of yes. how to navigate our families. So, you know, I just love the fact that we are um, – really discussing the fact that we can really navigate our families. But when we have a dis d disciplined family life, we'll have a, a, you know, it will go from generation to generation. Yes. Yes. I think it's very important to note. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking of that word discipline mm. and I'm thinking of the shepherd's crook. Mm. The shepherd's crook is an instrument with a little handle on it. Mm. And the shepherd would lovingly call, pull back the lamb and direct it and guide it with love and kindness and patience. Yes. I want to end off with a word to parents. Mm, please do. Parents, keep a check on your own inner emotions. So often when we are in turmoil, it is so easy to let that turmoil spill over onto our children. If you are having a rotten day, 
Mom, mm. if you're having a rotten day, Dad, mm. keep it to yourself. I employed a trick when my children really got to me and when I was having really bad days, I used to pretend they were not my children, that I had to look after these children for somebody else. Mm. And you know what? Our children have been lent to us. They wow. are not our children. Mm. They are God's children. Wow, that's a beautiful. They are his chosen children. Mm. That's beautiful. So let's respect them mm. as individuals, as people who are growing up in the knowledge and the love of the Lord. Respect, kindness, humility. Beautiful, beautiful. I cannot believe that we're ending on that beautiful note. Wow, that is so powerful. Thank you so much, Brigitte. You know, that was just so incredible that it's his children that we've been given to look after. Amazing. So I just want you just to give that last two points um, of how we gain to, uh, how we can just trust the Lord with our children. How we can trust the Lord with our children. We can trust him completely with our children. Absolutely and completely. Because he is a hands-on God. He's a hands-on father. And again, with that, we have the model for being hands-on with our children. Because he's hands-on with us. He's hands-on with us. He has woven, he has woven the tapestry of love. He has taken his compass and surrounded us, the all-encompassing love of the Father, mm. which carries us through all ebb and flow of life, mm. carries us through everything. We can only see a tiny part, a tiny part of what is happening we are confined to this time, this physical time. One day we will see and we, we will see and we, we, we will comprehend what we have actually been building sure. together with the Father. Amazing. And our children will be respected and, and successful. Our children, I think in all things we have to remember that he is building and restoring his bride. Amen. And our children are part of that. Oh, glorious. Absolutely glorious. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for your wealth of knowledge. Thank you for your incredible insight of raising children. Um, it is so important getting 
back into alignment with God's word for our children and our families. So, Brigitte, we're going to have you back. Um, and uh, thank you so much for joining us today. So, family, thank you for, I hope this is going to give you an idea that it's never too late to just get started again, getting the moral compass back into your into your family life. Look at your relationships with your children. Get back to it. Let's get back to the basics and the foundations of loving our children and hearing them. doesn't matter if they two years old or 22 or 42 or 52. And let us get back to the family life and the family unit. But uh, we will see you next week. Thank you for being with us this afternoon. Take care, stick to the rules, and we will chat soon. God bless. Goodbye. Thank you so much for joining us, Brigitte. Thank you. Thank you, Renate. God bless. Bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.